Hi, everybody. It's February 10th, and you know what that means. You, you, you know what that means, Felix? That it, it's, a, it's a special day. It's our 25th episode? It's our 25th, 25th episode. episode. That's not even why it's a special day. What? I mean, that's special. Yeah. It's, it's the NBA trade deadline. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought, okay, well, never mind. We're not. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it what, is what, the what NBA. Do you, what do you think? Was it like somebody's birthday or something? I mean, it's Black History Month. It is Black History Month. That's true. I think it's the end of Lunar New Year. Oh, my God. So many special, I mean, so many reasons why this is a special day. I don't know. But, um, but anyways, yeah. For NBA, so junkies, NBA junkies, this is a very exciting and point in the so, season. And so, you know, we're not going to hold the suspense any longer. We're going to break down. First topic is going to be about the trades. Now. A lot of them. And later on in the episode, of course, we'll be talking about the Warriors and a, a warrior, warrior of the of week. week. You'll just have to stick around to hear who this our one, Warrior of the Week is. I mean, we apologize for not recording in a couple weeks, so this episode may be quite longer <laughs> than others. Um, and yeah, but we'll, we'll try and keep it lively and moving. And um, I think we'll begin, Felix, with the big headline. What's the biggest trade? So the biggest trade was James Harden um, of the Brooklyn Nets. For Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond for the Philadelphia 76ers. So Harden will be suiting up in a Philadelphia jersey. And Simmons, Seth Curry, and Andre Drummond will be suiting up for the Nets. On- and, and the big headline there is that Simmons, who has refused to play for the Sixers all season, yeah. basically because... What, they made fun of him for missing free throws last playoff? Like, yeah, that's basically like, it, right? He just has hurt feelings. And everybody feelings, hated him. Right? And and then he he got too egotistical about, instead of, like, saying, all right, sorry, guys, I'll go work on my free throws so I'm not such a offensive liability in the fourth quarter. Instead, he just pouted and said he, he, he didn't want to play for the 76ers. Yeah, so I feel like that's kind of on him. There was some postseason drama about him mm. last season. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think the Nets will be benefiting off of this trade um, because I feel like, I mean, Seth Curry is really just popping off this season. Drummond is good in the paint, and Drummond's kind of like, kind of like following the whole Nets vibe, which is like old, retired, very good people. Yeah, you're um, right. They have got know, a lot of KD, veterans. Who's That's that? Right. Who's that guy? Who's another center? Who's on the All Star? I mean, the Olympic team. He was like. He had like he has long braids. Montre- uh, Harold? No, not Harold. He's like really old. Oh, um, oh, oh. He was a center. He's a center. Yes, no, I know who you mean. He used to be a clipper, I think. Again, Montrezl Harold. Okay, I'm thinking um, of somebody else. Do you, it, do you, uh, uh, okay, this will come to me. Okay. This will come to me. A so, rare memory lapse here on Untucked very, Shorts. Very rare. So, um, Felix, let me let me give you my my take, and then I want to hear yeah. yours. So my take is that this is good for both teams. Yeah. Uh, Simmons wasn't doing anything for the Sixers. Harden uh, is going to be a Hall of Famer. He's a great compliment to Embiid if Harden is motivated. He just has looked sort of kind of flat there in, in, in Brooklyn. It didn't really connect. He was injured at the end of last season. But if he if he really wants to win a championship, his window's closing. And I think pairing with Embiid, who might be the MVP this season, uh, is is good for him. And Durant has got to be happy, right? I mean, if, if he finally can get Kyrie, and now 
Simmons, who's been an all-star and a you know top defender, um, I think is a good compliment, right? He doesn't need the ball on offense the way Harden and Kyrie and Durant do, so maybe he's a better fit. And Seth, I agree with you. He's he could be the real steal. He might hit some kind of playoff dagger. I actually think I agree totally opposite. I think neither team is benefiting off of this trade. Oh, interesting. I think the Nets Touché. are point counterpoint. The Nets are overthinking things mm. way too much. Think about it. You have Harden. Yeah. Kyrie. Yep. Griffin. Well, part-time Kyrie because he won't part-time get vaccinated. Kyrie, but okay. Joe Griff, Harris. Yeah. Blake Griffin. KD. Yeah. But they're, str- but they're struggling. But they're, they're but not they're doing struggling. well. And, and I know Durant's out. And then you get Mills. Yeah. And they're key. Yeah. They, they, I think their problem is they're not giving it enough time. They're like, okay, bring mm. in an all-star. All-star doesn't do good. Trade all-star. Better mm. person. Um, And they keep thinking that, you know, this is the big breakthrough. And it could have been the big, big breakthrough. But basically, I think that the Nets are like, well, because we didn't um win last season, clearly something isn't going. And you know what? Um, they were arguably within half a shoe of, of winning, right? Yeah. Because and they also within game seven against the Bucks. land on the ankle of winning. Uh, yeah, you're they right. Were, that's injury. That's bad luck. And as a yeah. Dubs fan, yeah. what, what you need to do in that situation is think about the big picture and not immediately try to be like, oh, we lost. We, something's wrong with our team. Nothing mm-hmm. is wrong with your team except maybe a crazy – anti-vaxxer okay um, so if it's not good for the uh, nets, for the yeah. nets because they're just overthinking just and overthinking not being patient what about good. isn't it good for the sixers no because the harden is put in a tough spot where mm. his career is coming to an end mm-hmm. he is arguably i think he's gotten rid of his ball hog vibe yeah but he's gotten rid of his ball hog vibe too much Ooh, because we, it's not a big three it's a big two yeah. in I mean, besides arguably Tyrese Maxey, the Sixers, if they had... Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris, if they brought back in, you know, if they could kind of be nice and say, you know, Simmons, it's okay, we, we all make mistakes, it's fine. You know, if they could bring him back in, yeah. they could get him motivated, and B could play, they would be fine. I think these people don't understand that if they're not doing well enough, they have to think a bit more long-term. I think the only thing that's kind of nudging at them is most... For each of the teams, most of the people that they've acquired are coming to an end. Hmm. They're like well, but I feel I feel like that has been a trend, right? Is you try and, and load up your teams, get good right. guys, keep them healthy for the playoffs, and then Felix, how does this change the um, the the playoff picture in the East? Because we were talking about it before the podcast. There are one, two, three, four, five, six mm-hmm. really really good teams in the East I this think, year. I think the Nets could have done better. Mm-hmm. They just st- stuck with what they had um, because they figured it out. And this is going to take another season to figure it out. And here's what's going to happen. They're going to go down a hole because – All right. I, all right. All right. Honestly, I, yeah, I think yeah. I, I get it. You can pile on the poor Nets. It's just going to take so long to get Simmons and those people uh, into know. the mix. I don't know. We'll have to and see. And then they'll fail in the playoffs and then they'll think, well – they're just not good enough, so they'll get rid of somebody, and so on and on until KD. Right. Re- and then KD will retire. Okay, all right. You're, um, the wheels are coming off here. You're doom and glooming it here. I think that's a bit much. Um, um, the Cavs picked up Karis Levert. That's that's right, solid. and they've I mean, got Darius Garland and um, Kevin Love's having a resurgence. They could. They're they're here to play. They're going for it. Do you right? think they could trade? Um, who's their center? Jared Allen. They can't trade anymore. Today is today. I know, I know. But if they trade, if they did trade their 
center for... Why would they do that? He's amazing. He's amazing, but you can get better. Well, I think that, that um, ship has sailed. Maybe they should have traded him for Simmons honestly, or something. But yeah, I think they're too tall. They're too tall. Uh, Felix, very, that, I'm going to just point out that that is probably one of the strangest criticisms of an NBA team. But Evan Mobley... They are too tall. But um, anyways, I actually... I don't know. I'm, I think most of the teams on the East were not smart with what they could have done. The and Bucks picked up Serge Ibaka. That's, that's I think solid. That's good. I mean... The Bulls didn't do anything, but they're in first place, they're so for, they're yeah, they they're rolling. Be, I think if you don't need to do anything, don't do anything. You know. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting. Thing. Let's talk about the teams who didn't do anything. What does that tell I you? I mean, the Warriors didn't do anything because mm-hmm. we know that what we what we have right now is what we need, um, and anything additional hmm. will stop us even more because. Right now, we're kind of in the flow, and most of the people on this team have played together, yeah. except the rookies. And the vibe is right, so we don't need to bring any in any other people um, who can mess it up, even if they may have more talent. Um, so you're a big believer in I'm chemistry. I'm a big believer in chemistry, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a Dubs fan. <laughs> and you're Dubs so, fan. And we'll get to the Dubs you know, later. And the Grizzlies didn't treat any yeah, either, because they're, they're on rolling. a they're yeah. on like a big winning streak. Yeah. Jaw, this is Jaw season. Yeah. They have... They have players, and they know that they're not getting in the play-in this year. Um, so, if they think they could do it, then why trade? And I kind of respect that. Is there Are there any other uh, trades that went yes. down in the last couple of days that you, so you, you're going to be looking to see? We had a Halliburton for Heald. I mean, Halliburton and Heald on the Kings for Sabonis. Mm-hmm. you want to talk about that one a bit? You know, I'm... Um... I'm going to – yeah, I'll say that I'm surprised by this. Well, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised. I'm surprised because Halliburton is a rising star and I thought the Kings would have recognized he could have been really foundational and paired with De'Aaron Fox. They could have been a really tough, speedy combo. And Buddy Heald has been um, performing a little bit more poorly than he has historically. But still, when he's hot, he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And Sabonis hasn't really proven it to me. So I – I, I would I say saying, I'm surprised. They, they keep overthinking it. That's what I'm saying. All these teams are like, they mm. they think too short term. And, you know, that could be understandable for a team with the Nets who have a lot of old people. Um, I mean, mm. not old. They're like 34. But they're NBA old. Yeah. But if you have a young team. Felix, that's I just turned 49. How, in NBA years, how would you describe me? Retired. Um, but I think, Shazam. I think that, um, if you, if you have a ton of people who are like under 27, yeah. who are, if you have players who are not in their primes, but they're showing flashes of talent, it doesn't really matter what place you're in. I think Dontimus Sabonis is a solid player, but he's not worth I think, though, Felix, I, I think I would agree with you um, in general, but I think sometimes you need the right – you know, if the chemistry isn't there, you could say it's just time and they'll get it. Yeah. Or you could say we need to swap some people out. You need mm-hmm. to bring in a couple of veterans to do some coaching and mentoring. Or you need – maybe there are two young guys who are clashing. Um, and, and it's you can't have De'Aaron Fox and Terry's Halliburton. I think maybe the Kings are just behind the scenes saying – you know we've got Harrison Barnes. Um, we're gonna we're, we're, we've got good talent here, but these two guys aren't gonna figure it out. You know, as I'm thinking about this, yeah, 
I think the best thing the Pacers could do in this situation mm. is they could get rid of Heald, mm-hmm. and he they could trade him to the Rockets. Mm. And the reason why I would say this is because, let's say... I mean, they can't do it anymore because the trade okay, deadline's but, but up. If they but had, they needed if to have it this yeah, season. Yeah. Because the thing is, you trade heel to the Rockets. And the Rockets are, like, half desperate for a three-point ability. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, ever since Harden left us, we've been kind of failing. Like, we... We haven't really had a core to our team who's a veteran who could bring up Jalen Green. Yeah, that's right, because John Wall just has refused to play. But also could hit a three. Yeah. And they want want threes. They're thirsty for threes. Yeah, you need it in the modern NBA. And so when they're in that mentality, if the Pacers had the mind to strike and go, okay, like we'll give you healed, um, that would make the Rockets better long term. But this season, they'd still be garbage. And so if you traded healed for a number one pick, then since the Pacers just traded for Halliburton, it'd only be the right thing to do to trade it for a number one pick. I mean, get a very high pick this season. You know, Rockets picks are pretty high um, now. And so let's say it's a four pick. If you get the fourth overall pick, then it's a win-win because the Rockets have somebody who could bring up Jalen Green while hitting some threes. And then you also have... Oh, number four pick. You know, Felix, I just want to observe, and I think we should take a break in a moment. Yeah. Um, I want to just observe that you you are are talking very strategically like a NBA general manager. I like the long-term perspective. I, I almost, I'm afraid to ask, because I feel like it would add another 17 minutes to the podcast, if you wanted to start breaking down the salary cap implications of all these trades you're talking about. But maybe we should save that for next time. Um and, and any final words on this year's trade trades as the uh, trade deadline comes to a close tonight? Pretty much, but twenty eight, gen- but two general. Re- okay, I'm gonna try to say this. Yeah. Twenty eight of the thirty general managers for teams should get fired. Welcome back, fans of Untucked Shorts, to episode number 25, a intensive trade deadline episode. We covered a lot of ground in the first part of our podcast, and now we're going to go and talk about the Warriors, because that's what we do here on Untucked Shorts, and it's almost the all-star break. We've played 54 of the 82 regular season games. The Warriors are 40-14. and We've won nine of the last 10. Felix, I think this team is still exceeding our preseason expectations For sure. and doing um, great. They, I think besides that 22-point loss to the Jazz, which yeah, is acceptable. Don't. It's really acceptable because we're down players and we're at high altitude and they played better than us. <laughs> there is that also. Um, we, we, were on, we were on a nine-game winning streak without Draymond Green. And I think that's really incredible um, because, you know, Curry's doing Curry, but he's not doing, like, Curry Curry. Like, it's hard to explain. <laughs> yeah, that's a very nuanced – I think our diehard being, listeners will know what you mean. He's being a all-star. He's just not being the Curry. Um, 
at this moment. So to see other players step up, such as Clay Thompson and Gavon Looney, and it just kind of is a reminder of how deep our bench is and how well we can do without um, Curry. I also think, Felix, it's um, impressive that we're, what, about 10 games, 11 games into Clay's return since we saw him at the beginning of January about a month a ago. More. more than that? Maybe 12 or like 13? 15. Well, he's getting better and better. He's playing more and more minutes. The team is starting to figure it out. And I have a hunch that as Clay starts to heat up and become more in rhythm, mm-hmm. I think you're going to see Curry also return to his superhuman level form. And then you're like, oh, wait. I Why rem- aren't they each shooting as much? I remember these Splash Brothers. And then like, oh, yeah, they are because Draymond's here. Um, So I don't think they're even fully unlocked yet. Right. Because, I mean, this wasn't planned to talk about a bit. But I feel like the return of James Wiseman is coming, mm. and we all know it. And last night, to anybody who watched, we saw Hassan Whiteside just beat up everybody in the paint. And he and, and he was even Gobert's backup, and, and he was still backup. He didn't have a good answer for the so big man. We with I mean, it's just really hype. Like, Kavon Looney's our center. He's tall. I mean, I'm not saying a 6'10 guy's short, but I don't know. James Wiseman. He's yeah. coming. We, we need, He's athletic. We need some height. And he, I think he could – I mean, we were just talking a bit long-term. He could work very well with Kaminga, I think. Um, All right. Let's – we're, yeah. we're not going to do a whole next 10 years of the Warrior forecast section here. Yeah. Um, we have three All-Stars on the team this year. Curry, obviously. Draymond, before he, he got injured, was having a mm-hmm. amazing – one of his best seasons – and our third all-star, his first, first all-star appearance, appearance, Andrew Wiggins. I believe we talked about that in the last podcast. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, Draymond came there. And I think ever since – and then, you know, let's say Clay – sorry. um, Let's say Clay had has played the whole season. He could be up there. So, I think – I mean, next year – I don't know. Starting, really, you have a hard time living in the present. Starting lineup you're for the all, West. You're all you're all about the future. I could. I mean, the Warriors starting lineup could be the starting lineup for the West. Kavon Looney does that. Could get to the five spot. All right. Well, um, you heard it here first, Felix. We um we have one more section of our podcast to do, and you've been doing a little research. Uh, we have so, a a lot of Warriors who over the years we have over our past twenty five episodes we have made Warriors of the Week, but this is a new one. And it's his first season with the team. Felix, who is our Warrior Warrior of the Week? week. I believe that it is Mr. Otto Porter Jr. Otto. Um, His nickname is Automatic, which is quite appropriate for his three-point shooting. Maybe not his three-point shooting form. Um, I think he is, you know, a solid player to the team. And... The reason why, so some backstory first. He was born in Missouri. He's 28 years old. He um, played basketball pretty much all his life before becoming the third pick in 2013. Where did he go to college? Uh, Georgetown. Yeah, he went to Georgetown, which is the Hoyas, which is Mark's favorite team growing up. Yep, shout out to all our Hoyas fans out here in Untucked Shorts Nation. Um. And I think everybody thought we brought him onto the team for three pointers. I think that's even what Steve Kerr thought. Yeah. But over Another the season, guy. he 
has proved himself as a defender, which is not what we expected, but he was crashing the boards, getting steals, really playing. Great rebounder, solid, great, great defense, rebounder. yeah. So we didn't get him for that, but he's being used for that. We've and also think, got him on the uh, on the minimum contract, I veterans think minimum. We I was got about him to get to that. Basement. The veterans min could actually be why he's playing so good hmm. because you can tell if he's signing for a veterans minimum it, when he could sign for way more, you know he wants to be there. He wants to be there. And when he wants to be there and he gets to be there, he plays with a bit more energy and happiness and intensity. Um, So I think that's why he's getting a bit more aggressive on the defense. And also, you know, if, you know, the Warriors swing the ball around a lot. If Otto Porter, if Otto Porter is open, he shoots it. I mean, it doesn't, if Curry could be open, you know, always go to him. But if he's, if he's hot, Get him the ball and I think, put him 22 feet away from the hoop. I think that's um, a good observation. And part of it is the culture of Steve Kerr, who was himself a three-point specialist. Not and a defensive specialist. Though. Not a defensive specialist, though. But is somebody who seems to always be encouraging guys who aren't necessarily the stars of the team to be confident in their role. So I think Porter, it's a great fit for him and the Warriors. Obviously, he's having a good season. And I think you're right. He's got some extra motivation. The other thing is he's on a one-year contract after uh, some injuries. And so if he exceeds expectations this year, he's probably going to get a nice payday next year from some team. I don't think he's coming back to the Warriors necessarily. But I think – I mean – I'd love to keep him. I think – But I think he's going to be too expensive for us next year. Yeah. Um, Unless – I mean – but does I don't want to break down Otto Porter's inside emotions, but is, no, he break somebody, it down. is he somebody who wants to um be on the court when confetti's falling down from the rafters holding up a trophy? Or does he want to be somebody who is living in the Bahamas with a eight million dollar house? Oh, I mean, gosh, I think gosh, he has both of that. Yeah. But I mean, maybe he could like also get in some I don't know, like Samsung T V in his house because he signed with the Detroit Pistons, you know, because they're paying we, him a bit more. We have a Samsung TV. I mean, like, you know the one with, like, all the apps? Like, oh, it well, comes oh, well, with, like, a fully loaded TV. Plus and stuff. Oh, gosh. Like, yeah, Chromebook uh, Plus, Apple TV Plus, HBO Max, like, that kind of stuff. He could be doing that. Wow. You know, and that'd be big. Um, But I feel like we could have him next year if he signs with the men. Yeah, I don't think he's going to do that, but, but in the meantime, we're enjoying Otto's company, and he's uh, he's our warrior of the week. Um, I, I'm glad we brought this section back. Do you do you still feel and maybe maybe after um, next year if he signs with us, we could trade him mm-hmm. um, for Ben Simmons and James Harden and Kevin Durant. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyways, um, I think that does it. We've got a we've got a game to watch. We're playing the the Knicks tonight. Yeah. Um, Clay will be in there, rested yesterday. And next time we talk, it'll probably be after the All-Star break. Um, we're going to go see the, mm. the Denver New Jay. Where, speaking of Samsung week. TVs, I think we will switch to NBA TV. Oh, yeah. Um, Hulu has been giving us some problems lately. Yeah, some technical problems here at uh, NBA headquarters but anyways, on Alabama Street. thank you for listening to Untucked Shorts. And I believe I mentioned this before, but we, are te- we have posted – the next podcast will be 
um, a sign that we have posted more podcasts than seasons in the WNBA. Wow. Um, and that's that's uh, one to grow on, folks. News you can use. Little tidbits of trivia from Felix, host of Untucked Shorts. And I think that's a wrap for episode 25. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.